0: I don't, know, I don't know the fucking words of this song. Go! <laughs> Manny Carl, Daniel Gable, it's the time, <laughs> it. time to talk to Trim all day long, it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah! Yes! I Daniel. knew the Italian would come out. That was perfect. I love these intros. I think that was an Italian wedding da, 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 song da, 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 at one da, 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 da. point. Da, da, da. Carlito! We have Manny. (laughs) (laughs) We have another special guest and we have to the left of me and the right of you, we've got Daniel Vela from Vela Contracting. Let's get the information out. Where do we find you on Instagram? Oh, where do we find me on Instagram?
0: (laughs) Well, my handle is at Vela Contracting, Reno. And email
1: if you want to give it up.
0: Daniel at Mm-hmm. VelaReno.com.
1: Up to you if you want to give up your, your number.
0: 647-220-6751, all day, all night. I probably won't answer all day, all night, but
2: that's he my number. He never answers. That's not what It's because he's on the tools. He's on the tools. <laughs> on the so, tools.
1: <laughs> Carlito and I have been at this uh, almost like 60 episodes now. We've been working at this and working hard, and we're finally getting our stride. So now we're getting into a little bit more... Right on. We're, we're being a little more pro. What? Is that what we're being? I think we've talked the
2: aggression and anger of the industry out i don't know what you're talking about and now we're actually happy about the industry (laughs) (laughs) what's changed so so, so here's
1: uh, you know what you're going to be the first one with some new elements to the show and we want to start off with i've got a little history factual information that we want to ask you Ask Carlito. Carlito, he doesn't even know what I'm going to ask, right? But this is kind of his idea. He came up with it. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's a really... I like that idea. That's a cool idea. Thanks, Manny. So here's the question for you, Daniel. When was MDF first introduced? That's a great question. Carl, what do you think? (laughs) Oh, no, no. You're in the spotlight today, Daniel. Listen, if you can't answer it, that's totally fine because I've got the information here. Honestly, I do not know when it started. Okay, so MDF was first developed in the United States... In the early 1960s but it was kind of derived from an inventor by the name of William Mason from 1925 and he attempted to take wood chips and like discarded wood chips and then he was trying to use it for insulation he left his machine on overnight and by the morning he had a compressed board Wow. And the invention, basically, of MDF. That's MDF, which you're probably very familiar with. Very We're familiar a lot of with it. I'm know. not a huge fan of it. <laughs> for the reasons of the health concerns here. Absolutely. So the, the factual history again. Okay. Here's the health concerns. So... It's because of the low-cost resins at some times that some of these manufacturers use. The binding agents, they basically have a lot of off-gassing with the urea, formaldehyde. Right, That's the problem with the MDF. As long as you find a good quality MDF manufacturer, you probably don't have those low-cost resins, and you won't have that much of a health issue. But other than that it finishes nicely, it paints nicely, it works nicely, everything's perfect. I have one last thing to say about that. What's that? We're focusing on the MDF. There are worse
2: things that for the listeners to know, their television and their carpet and their upholstery. Exactly. Much worse than the MDF, so don't let that discourage you and take you away from buying MDF because I love MDF. <laughs>
1: But I do like the fact that the MDF started in the 60s. It's brilliant. In the U.S. Brilliant. Each show, we're going to do a little factual history. And since you're a wood it. guy, trim guy, we thought MDF man Now you know so,
0: everything. Now I, I can leave. Can I go?
1: <laughs> no, you cannot no, go. No, we have to pick your
0: so brain. So back right? to that first point with regards to the resin and the off-gassing and all that stuff. Have we found a supplier or a manufacturer that does in fact produce something
1: that's less toxic that's a great question i'm not a huge mdf guy yep. so i haven't done the homework I, have you
0: found i haven't so i default to basically what my suppliers stock or what they can order so generally li- know little to nothing about what i'm installing in that sense it's mdf yes i understand that it off gas it is toxic over time it it does diminish right it doesn't off gas forever for how long we don't know
2: we don't know about this stuff. Right? It shouldn't scare anyone away from
0: using it. No. People ask me all the time when I'm installing MDF products in their home, like, is it a concern? Should I really be worried about it? And that's the argument I, I always no, have. No, you shouldn't. Everything in your house is off gas. Yeah. Everything. Well, the, so what the argument saying? is
1: you can always tell the homeowners, what about all the furniture you're buying? Exactly. Yeah. I mean... And But the thing is, you, you, do, you do make... Both of you bring
2: up a great point. If you have the money... Sure, you can help yourself a little bit more, but then you might as well get rid of your TV and your couches and everything else. It's a different world. Where are we at? Let's get back to our guest. Actually, I'd like to do one more shout out to Skylux Roofing. Our boy Mark here, always helping us
1: out to change the industry for a better place. And giving us a nice home to record this podcast. Thanks, Mark. It's a live working shop, and some guys just flew in and flew out. They're wrapping up their day. And let's get to Daniel. It's fucking cold in here. It's a little chilly in here We have to turn the heat off Otherwise it's a little noisy I've already started seeing some posts about birds fucking Which is a nice sign yep. I, I love birds fucking <laughs> yeah. They do it doggy style Which I don't understand man <laughs> I don't get it No
2: it's bird style <laughs> Don't get Carl started because this, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole Let, you do not yeah. want to go down You know what I don't want to get into bats right now Because this <laughs> C-19
0: <laughs> What do you think about goats Carl Tell me Oh
2: man! <laughs> I know that's sheep.
1: Ah! <laughs> Can we get back to trim? Yes. Wood, yes. Wood trim. Wood so trim. hold on,
0: quick trim. I'm a so a trim guy. My license plate actually says trim guys on it, and I get asked, well, "What do you do?" People think I fucking <laughs> trim guys. Like it's, oh it's my a fucking God, noun, you serious? Not, not a fucking action. <laughs> wow!
1: People <laughs> actually ask that. Generally,
0: not people at Home Depot who kind of know something yeah, about <laughs> together. You know, but just, people are like trim guys. What do you do? You find you you're a barber or some shit, like, <laughs> driving around with a black black yeah. rape truck. <laughs> I got duct tape uh, and shovels in the
2: back. That's it.
1: <laughs> not, even no, not even true. Not even true. Daniel's
2: a, a, a family man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's he's yeah. The, a perfect human. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's do it. Back to you so how did you
2: get started
0: you want the long story the short story i want so, the real story want The real the story. story so in terms of trades so it's kind of weird I, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff i'm, I'm sort of like the old school kind of learn on the job kind of guy i guess back to the beginning i went to a, an art school for for fine arts how long ago is this we're talking about well, that was high school i'm
1: 35 now so like okay. everybody's always younger than us like, i can't do math what's that Oh, yeah. It was a long, long fucking time ago. That was that would have been about twenty years, so I guess something eighteen like years yeah. ago. Yeah, I met. T- yeah, okay. Okay. By yeah. the
2: way, he's great with a measuring tape. Yeah, <laughs> he's a trim like guy and he can't do math. <laughs> okay, got it. Perfect.
0: Subtract. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I went to uh, end up going to college for new media design. So got into like the whole web web design business and training. That's what I did. So anyway, out of college. Got a job at Home Depot at a big box store. Worked my way up the ladder there, became a project manager. I met one of the, the, the big wigs for the installation program, hooked me up with some side jobs. Wasn't supposed to do that. Ended up, ended up working out. <laughs> Wicked. Uh, started a business, right? You know, had to give my two weeks because it, it sort of took off from there. And then uh, went through some partnerships. Nobody taught you? At that point, not really, except for my, maybe my father, but he wasn't even a tradesman. Like He just had the typical garage with the tools and would build stuff around the house. And that's kind of where I, I guess, developed the hands for it. At the start, no. After I'd started the business, ironically, I went to work for someone else a few years later who was a Finnish carpenter. And I, I ended up doing subdivision homes and, and, and picked up the, the trade that way. Sort of refined the the skills, if you want to call it that, doing uh, subdivision homes. I don't know if you can call it refined. Definitely picked up some speed there. And again, after that, I, I kind of realized I don't want to be working for someone else much longer. Started picking up again. How S- many years S- were S-
1: you at the subdivision part? I was
0: doing that for about three years. Union? Union, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Are all subdivisions union?
0: I want to say yes. I, I couldn't tell I, you I'm for sure. I'm assuming yes. I'm yeah. just assuming it. How was that experience? It taught me a lot, definitely about business and about making money. If you know anything about union rates for trim carpenters it's for example like for baseboards they're they're honestly i don't know what the numbers are but it's basically the equivalent like 10 cents a foot you're getting wow so you got a motor through a house so we we'd show up to a house with five guys it'd be 2500 square feet we have to finish the house in one day or our our boss is losing money Holy oh my cow, man. god yeah.
1: i don't believe that That's the that's a that's the true meaning of piecework. work huh? it, it is definitely piecework. there's
0: there's some areas in the trade like installing doors or or when you're doing um, columns and stuff, like they, they paid more for that stuff. So he he would kind of take on that that kind of stuff, and while we motored away on, you know, trimming yeah, windows extras. and doors. So yeah.
1: how did you in in like subdivision homes? How did you handle like nine inch baseboards and four inch casing with back bend and coffered ceilings and? There wasn't There wasn't Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you pull that, that off baseboard? in one day, man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get what you pay for Put it that way Yeah <laughs> So what was it Like four inch baseboards Two and a half inch casing. Barely casings. isn't it Like
1: three inch Or something like that Baseboard And yeah. a two and a quarter Two and a quarter trim well, Colonial
0: Ours were, we, we typically did Five and a half base That's pretty big It was pretty big we It did is The three inch backband uh Colonial casing the, Wow They call it aristocrat Aristocrat some shit like the, that. Combined, the, the combined, the combined one, piece, yeah. right? Yeah. It's colonial, but it has the backband. Built yeah, it. yeah. That was kind of the upgraded version of the two and five eighths colonial.
1: It's really funny because you're not being paid for the upgrade, but the builder is taking the upgrade 100%. from the client. It's the oh, same install, still got it done in that one day. Yeah. yeah, but he gave the price. Here's the price, but the clients asked for this, and the money yeah. went into their pocket.
0: But the union set the rates too, right? I guess that's all part of their their bargaining.
1: You had benefits and pension,
2: right? We did. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. If you stayed, and for some people, that's that's what they want like they they're happy with that kind of life they don't but want the me, headache yeah they want the headache they want to show up collect a paycheck i've heard you guys talk about this before go to work go home and shut off
2: right yeah but there's a huge difference in talent and and product finish you use shims you'll nail it really well a union home or a cookie cutter home get it done that casing is the only thing holding that door in place <laughs> if, you, if, you do, if you're if you doing the U channel yeah for yeah. sure people yeah. don't know that then they wonder why their doors are all cracking. They're all cracking. <laughs> yeah. And they, I don't want to give away too much on how things are done, but yeah, it's production. You said something very important here and you and I have had many conversations. I've, I've known Vela for almost 15, no 20 closer to 20 years, almost 15, been 16, Jesus. 16 years, 15, 16 years, probably even longer. We've had great conversations in between. And one of the things we spoke about was, I always hear from people that we're giving away too many trade secrets. So the other day, me and Vela were talking, one of the things I said was I used to teach some martial arts to people. The one thing is I could show them 20 moves. They'll walk away with no knowledge at all and no memory of those moves. So it doesn't matter how much we give away. 99% of people won't pick it up, but the 1% good for them. Yep. You know what? We're trying to change the industry and it's important that to share that knowledge.
1: Have you had people reach out to you and tell you stop? given up these secrets because i've had that a few times
0: i've been pretty careful in uh, in terms of doing it online if you've ever seen my instagram or or any of my stuff even my my website i don't show like the nitty-gritty like uh, the detailed stuff about it because there's always it's always going to be there for reference or as if i show someone in person good luck remembering that next week of course you know what i mean like (laughs) of course it's true um but online yeah I, i i show finished work maybe some progress and that's it i barely write anything about it there's not much in the captions it's this is what it is we can get into how you guys do it yeah for so
1: three years in in subdivision and then you went on your own and that's when vela was created contracting was created So that
0: was a second round of of vela basically so i had second round i had done it i done it out of uh home depot the first time that's when i first started off right that's Um, when i met you that's when we met originally, Yeah, we met, that's right. A couple of years of doing it on my own there. I went to work with a carpenter cause I couldn't, sure, I was getting married and I needed a little more security. So I wanted to work for someone else for the time being just to- Totally makes sense. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't making money. It's just, you needed to make more. My, it wasn't, not even that, I made less. Wow, but it was steady, right? That was a thing. You didn't have to run a business.
1: You didn't have to worry about the next
0: job. I became you... that guy, and that only lasted so long. So a couple of years of doing that, and you know, I got the itch. I had to get back out there. So I started putting, you know, my ads out on on various sites and started marketing marketing myself that way. And then before I knew it, I couldn't, I had no evenings or weekends free because I was doing so many side jobs and it was taking off organically on its own. Wow. Good and then, you. so I basically just told him, I want to get back out there on my own. I did it you know, properly. I didn't burn any bridges. That was it. There was no no turning back after that. And that was,
2: I don't know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. Thank God you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vela's taught me a lot. Uh, he's taken me from using jigs to do crown molding and he slapped me in the head one day and he's like, Fuck are you doing? The and I'm like, that. I got this jig, man, from Lee Valley. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, You're such an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> and then he taught me how to, to properly do crown molding. It so how did you everything. learn? Like, how did you you just learned on your own on the site? It's crazy, man. I get asked all the time and I
0: don't have a fucking answer. I don't know. I don't know how I, it, it was generally like on the site for sure. I've always been comfortable with tools. I hate to sound cliche, but I genuinely love what I do. So if there's something I love to do, enjoy doing it, even, I want to know everything about you'll it figure and I'll it figure out. it out. Yeah. You'll
1: figure it out. Yeah. That's an interesting thought because it's like what Richard Branson once said that if someone asks you to do something, you don't know how to do it, just tell them that you know how to do it because you'll figure out how to do it. That's it.
2: Well, it's also true that at some point. We're always going to have that one first job that leads into a second job or a third job. Of course. You have to do that one, t- that one job once in your lifetime to start going. But how many times do you hear, maybe I'm the ex- exception, but how many times do you hear the
0: f- of guys doing that? I'm going to take a stab at the trades. I got a hammer, a tool belt. I'm going to go do it. And they fuck one person after the other, right? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. never figure it out, but they're making money. How, like, how does it happen? <laughs> You're so right. We're losing, I, I myself lose jobs to guys like this.
2: Who go in and I'll get a call later or or not, but because they're great salespeople, they can pitch it. You know, you're right, because uh, nine out of 10 times I lose the contract because of my contract, and seven out of 10 times I lose because someone came in cheaper. And never told the customer, but all the extras they're going to juice them for at the end. But, but they got the job. They don't tell them about all the extras because they probably
0: don't know about the extras. They go price it. I'm going to do this basement, whatever it is. It's going to be twenty know. grand, And they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose my shirt. i got to ask for more money now. They, they don't know. Maybe they don't know.
1: Okay, let's get right into it. I'm curious because you're a trim guy. I am. What color tools are we talking about? Oh, here? boy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I've got, not, not. I wouldn't say an array, but...
0: For certain things, I like certain things. So all my, my chop saws are are green. Makita? Makita?
1: No, uh, ta-
0: uh, Makita.
2: Oh, Makita. Makita. <laughs> I thought it was Atachi.
0: You know, you
1: got a good point, because Atachi is green, and yeah. I would say Makita's teal. But they don't yeah. make tools anymore. They make, might... make toys.
0: <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I, I, I take that back. I'm I have no so experience naive. with it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so naive. Okay, so the majority of them are Makitas? My saws are Makitas. That's
1: nice. funny because Gary from Mares, he's Makita as well. Yep. They make a good saw. I've got the seven and a half,
0: the old school one, like very basic setup. It's pin straight. I adjust it once in a while and it, it things like a laser. What kind of blades do you like? I don't get to. You don't get into crazy a... about it okay because for that saw the seven and a half they only make like two options and you have to buy a makita model i mean unless you go to like some crazy place that manufactures these things i can't find them anywhere got it they're all seven and a quarter for a skill saw or eight inch even for the eight
2: inch saws but the seven and a half is a, is a rare piece for some reason uh, but there is something cool that you do do about blades uh something you passed on to me um, one time i was throwing out 120 tooth blade and Why? <laughs> it was just it was dull and it wasn't working. Why? And I had too much money. It's and not a razor I wasn't blade. Thinking. No, you're right. It's not and not then Gillette Daniel Mach says 3. to me, "Goes, hey, dude, can I have that blade?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And he goes, "I'm going to get it sharpened <laughs> for nine bucks." <laughs> and I'm like. Give me that back. (laughs) And then he finally, he
0: took it to a place. It it sat in my garage for about a year and a half and then I
2: finally got around to it. If you
1: didn't break all the teeth, man, it's worse. Yeah, I can fucking fix them now. How many teeth you got to fix? But for
2: the listeners, some people don't realize that you can spend nine dollars. You can spend a hundred. Twelve-inch blade, that that size with that many teeth, you're going to spend one hundred and twenty bucks even. Yeah, for- that's a. Sorry, I had to add that in because you yeah. taught me that, and that was yeah. a great learning lesson. I'm, for I'm me.
1: surprised that a lot of guys don't know that. They, I guess, they just, oh, it's not cutting well, and just chuck yeah. it. it. And honestly, maybe I, I've had
0: some bad experiences with the sharpening uh, root. I, I'm not completely sold on it yet. Like I've done it for years, but. I still find out of the package, it's it's better.
1: Oh, a thousand times better. Yeah, but it's still kind of nice when you sharpen it and you take it, you get it back, and you take off the little wax. Don't on it. It. I love the wax. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Something about removing that wax. Have you ever it left is... it on and run it through the wood?
0: No, no, neither have I. What happened?
1: <laughs> now I want to try uh, it, man. man. <laughs> Can we pull one out of your truck right now? <laughs> uh, table so keep keep going. Table with the saw. tools. What are we doing? Table saw here. Table saw. Not a the,
2: Makita. No, it's a DeWalt. They got the best, that's the best fence in the business. Yeah, you know what? I, you're totally right. I, love, I disagree with you on that one. Bob. I know because you love Bosch. <laughs> I, you know what? The Bosch is a phenomenal saw. It's a good saw, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, love, I like anything their that's... Their stand is the, like, the, the best The gravity shit. stands are oh, the best. Oh, my God. I still have all my DeWalt stuff. I've never changed it, but I haven't really looked into it like that. The one thing I did do is I stayed with DeWalt because it had the pins in it and my fence was always straight and my wood would never push it. Yeah. That was the big thing for me because I used to use rigid and there was failure all the rigid?
1: time. Rigid? Rigid. At the, my beginning what stages. What was that? Because the batteries from the Rayobi we were charging? What's going on there, man? <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. Back and forth. It was the same way with rigid. I'm not
2: saying that most of us haven't started from the bottom. <laughs> oh, no, no, mind you. I had, to, I had some rigid as it's well. It's all personal preference anyways. If you can uh, make money with it, good for you. When I first bought my, my first rigid kit, I was like, I'm in the fucking business
0: now. I'm a I'm, pro. Like, I'm a I'm fucking pro. pro. It's 300 bucks. I got six tools that will fucking last me forever. Forget it.
1: And you're buying extra batteries because Uh-oh. the batteries are dying and or the battery like, sounds like a vacuum when you're charging it. I know. It's brutal. I have a hammer drill, a corded hammer drill
0: from Rigid. since when I first started. When I was working at Home Depot, I bought it. It was, really? it was like 80 bucks. That thing fucking mixes cement, drills holes in concrete. <laughs> it's been, it's, I've almost, it's almost caught fire and it's still fucking running. I can still do anything with We it, all it,
1: have the vacuum, the rigid vacuum. I have the... Like yeah, and that either. thing you know sucks, man. That's one of the things i love. I know. Loved. It's one, amazing.
2: I'll never say anything bad about the rigid vacuum.
1: What kind of uh, pneumatic?
2: These are my babies.
0: Pass load. But the old... Fuck, they're my babies. I don't even know their names. <laughs> I think they're like LS 100. You or wouldn't be shit. the first parent that. It's <laughs> a the, the one, so 100. It's all all metal construction. The new ones are all fucking plastic. They're garbage. Not the cordless
1: shit. This is all compressed. Pneumatic, right? Yeah. Yeah. pneumatic yeah, yeah, right? I don't use the
0: cordless ones. I have a I have a DeWalt.
1: You never got into that whole rage, man. Everybody's like fucking loving the cordless fucking nailers. They're all bullshit. The, I think they're garbage. I have so.
0: a, I have the 18 gauge DeWalt in the truck. And Honestly, I, I, I love the DeWalt. I use it literally for. Mm. If I, if I do a house to trim And I forget to put A fucking piece of doorstop on I'm not going to load up The compressor again I'll go grab that And just fire a few nails in and that's it
1: I know but I've seen Some guys pull out The little tiny mini 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 Senso compressor Which takes like Two seconds to yeah. build but up But even then I'm don't I don't, I'm yeah, too fucking lazy To bring I, that back up <laughs> <laughs> It's true though I have a little
0: Makita compressor About that big as well And that thing's a dream it's Is quiet it quiet When they have kids in the house Yeah know. for airbrushing Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What kind of glue are you? Generally like Using LePage yeah, yeah, really. I, yeah? I, I've dabbled with tight bond. There's, you know, I like the thick stuff that they have. No real preference, no. But yeah. you do two part epoxy too, spray. The, I'll use the miter bond, the miter bond the okay. equivalent. Yeah, We're giving away secrets now. So now for crown molding, inside corners, I have one type of glue. Outside corners, another type of glue. Joints, another type of glue. I have a oh, that's not. And, that's a man, great
1: secret, but you're not giving out the glues. Manny's anymore.
2: Manny's not gonna like this, but uh, it's one of my my go tos is. When I do baseboards or crown molding a lot of times in like places like condos or close to to garages, like, you know, anywhere there's concrete or a surface that you can't really nail to. I always use your favorite liquid nails. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. So I put liquid nails on the top and the bottom. I squeeze it on, nail it, wipe it. And it's two in one. So what a fucking hack. I know, eh? <laughs> I know. It sounds like, like it, but the finish is beautiful. <laughs> Liquid nails, man. Yeah, really? It, it saved me so many times. I've never had a callback.
1: That's what I Didn't did. Didn't you see how Tony did it, man? Where he drilled in and put a dowel and then drilled But not everybody's Tony. I'm just saying Who's that's Tony, another trim guy, hey, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, he's my hairy friend. <laughs> okay, let's move it on. So now 11 years of custom work. It was just all word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. And I did a little
0: bit of advert marketing on online, you know, I've, I've taken Kijiji ads out when I've, I've needed to, and honest to God, knock it all you want, but that it works. It, it works. You know? Really? Yeah. It did. I don't know about now. I haven't done it in a while.
1: You don't need to do it now. Not not you've so much. You've established yourself.
0: I believe that you you should never stop
2: marketing. Like you uh-huh. should always continue. Thousand percent, you man. You know, like even if you think you've made it, just keep going because you never know what kind of. I was always told, out of ten customers, you don't know which one you're going to keep for life. You could have ten, but that one customer of that ten will Who be for that? life. told you Just another contractor passed on. He said, "Hey, listen, take the small jobs and take the big jobs because you never know." Was it Tony? No.
1: <laughs> Tony? Yeah. Was it Tony?
2: Uh, it was Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could do this because he's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we
0: got Daniel <laughs> and Manuel. And <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what the fuck Ka- would he be? Carl. He- Carl. <laughs> Carl Carl. come here, Carl. Listen <laughs> before stupid <laughs> guy. Uh, before we get off the tools, what are your hand tools? Hand tools. I'm curious because I know that you have a variety of tools. I want to know what your skill saws, your reciprocating saw, your impact. Yeah, so that's all DeWalt. All my cordless stuff is DeWalt. I
1: thought you meant hand tools, hand tools. No, but that was... Power hand tools are one category. So? (laughs) Cordless is DeWalt. We'll we'll go with that. And then uh, I don't use a scoping
0: foot or any of that. You don't use that? No.
1: How are you doing your miters then on crown?
0: My miters are, are mitered. I cut my crown molding flat. On the saw, but I'm talking like more so baseboard. When I'm coping. you don't cope, I cope, but I cope like the old school way. cut, I cut the 45, and I cut it by hand. You're yeah. using a coping, coping saw, a saw, hand coping saw. That's long. what I've been doing. Why now. don't
1: you use a, a, a jigsaw with a with a uh, coping? Front? I don't.
0: I just don't believe in it. It's a fucking sin. Really? Yeah. I, I watch guys that's do it. That's interesting. I watch guys do it online almost every day. Good for them. They figured out another way to do it to show off or whatever it is. But I look at it and I'm like, I can do that probably four seconds faster with a fucking coping saw. Get out of here. Swear to God. And it's the same, the same result. I don't use a sanding pad on a grinder, the coping foot. I've seen these big jigs where you slide the baseboard in and you router out the, the profile. yeah, yeah yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Coping saw, that's the way I was taught. Coping so. right or wrong it's just my way of doing it yeah i'm not knocking these no, guys no no no, no. You know. it's, a,
1: it's a good way to do it but yeah you're right a lot of guys come out and like here are the new tricks yeah i don't need all the new gadgets and all that you know daniel taught me another
2: big trick that we use all the time too and i wasn't open to it but he cuts his miters at 46 until you showed me that oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> but the now red everybody's
1: on. doing it it's no the secret. red yeah, lights on what's going it? on the red lights on
2: man <laughs> wait like this every time <laughs> for those people that can't see daniel's waving no 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 uh but yeah outside
0: corners i cut a little sharp but i don't think that's a big secret i think a lot of guys do that
2: no just, but it does make
0: a huge it difference. makes a hundred percent massive difference yeah. i just don't think it's a big big uh Secret. But
1: to a kid who's getting started out, he'd be like, i never yeah, I never about thought that. of that. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. What do you like for nails for baseboards? Length nails. Yeah. What what gauge? Well, it
1: depends if the baseboard's three quarter.
0: Again, length. Yeah, or, you're going to use what, I'm 16 eight, two and a half? I'm never using sixteen on trim on baseboards or casing. Ten inch baseboards or crown or crowns. Eighteen all the way.
1: Wow. Eighteen yeah. at two inches.
0: Eighteen at two inches. If I'm using a five eight space, I'll go inch and three quarter. Really? Yeah. Well, I like that you're going. Why two would inches? you use sixteen gauge? I think it's just too big of a hole. You don't need it. I've never had a failure because of, of the the gauge of the nail, so I'm not going to... No eat, callbacks. No. No blow Yeah, obviously a smaller hole. Do yeah, yeah. you like I the never. pin nailers? Pin nailers I'll use for a small panel molds. That's it.
1: I, last year, I bought my Grex 2-inch. Like I've never had a problem with it, yeah. man. What about, about? I don't use it as much as you guys, but I've never had a problem with it. Yeah. And I remember Tony, he <laughs> had a, another green gun. Cost the same amount. Yeah. And problem after problem after problem after problem pin
0: nailers like 23 gauge yeah he fucking hated it but installing what baseboard
1: no he was doing it for i don't know what he was doing it for band. trim or something like that yeah he was doing it for something but it would always the gun was always sticking the only cool thing about the gun it had an air release on it so you can actually use it, it to just blower. blow it right yeah, yeah. and i was like that's worth 400 bucks really? <laughs> you know you know what though i've, I've never been a
2: big i, I used to be a Bostage guy but I've gone also to DeWalt. Because I like I find my Grex, it, man. It doesn't.
1: I don't... You know what? I've never had a problem with them. You're the only
2: person that's enjoying them. Maybe I like them
1: because of the color. I like that fucking cheesy lime green color, man. But the guns, for me, they work really well. Never had a problem with the 18, 16 pin. Never. Hmm. But I don't use it as much as you guys, right? Yeah. That's the other thing. What about your saw? What do you use for saw? Bosch. Uh, even chop saw? Yeah. Everything's Bosch on this man. Even no, his underwear. Not no, He's is, got speedos I, no, 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 that no, no. are Bosch. I love my fine Multimaster. I have one of the original ones with the 15 foot, cor- 15? Yeah, 15 foot cord. cord yeah. I have the very original one, which cost me 500 bucks to buy and it was beautiful. And I still use it to this day variable speed. Love that tool. It's amazing. I'm still a huge fan of my Makita belt sander, low profile. Yeah, love it. 421. Amazing. I love that one. I also love their grinder. But I also love my Bosch has introduced a variable grinder cordless, which I think is amazing. So I've got a variety of tools. But yeah, m- most of them are blue. Yeah, sure. Most of them are Bosch. I agree with you. For all
2: my wainscoting, I use the Makita also. A 10-inch sander, flat square. That's bulletproof because I, I see guys
1: with orbitals. 10-inch sander? Yeah.
0: Makita makes one? It's yeah.
1: not 10-inch. It's a Today, 7. 10? I thought 10. It's 7, dude. Maybe I am wrong. Sorry. I don't know if anybody has a 10-inch one. It's the belt sander? No no, 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 just no. Say a belt sander and wing a, vib- a vibrating, yeah. Yeah. a flat sander. So right?
2: I, I find that it levels or trues up things better when I, when I see an orbital or I see a, a small little square palm. But what happens
0: when you get into a situation where the panel mold sticks out past the MDF surface of the the styles? You're gonna be hitting that thing all kinds, right? Well, you I got a uh,
1: hand send it. Yeah,
2: I usually make a block and then I put some sand on there, or I at Lee Valley, I've bought a lot of those rubber pads with different. So I'll kind of squeeze in between there. I use a, a razor blade or an X-Acto knife for a lot of the, my stuff too. Carl's taught me a lot, a shit ton about finishing.
0: Like more than probably anybody in terms of spending the time Thanks, after the fact to go around and touch everything up.
1: Because you're one step away from the finish.
0: Right. And I, I've never really looked at it in the sense that I need to prep for the painter. It's always been, I need to get my job done. After working with Carl, he's a expert painter. If you've ever seen him spray. Him going over with me. How to prep the joints The order to sand things in Just to to make their life easier There's a lot of little details I never paid attention to That this guy was like Even you see my posts I credit him on a lot of those things Yeah, he doesn't call
2: me And give me any more work He takes it all That's it I was one (laughs) of those guys, buddy That's how it is That's how it is
1: That brings us to our Midway point of our show here We have something new That we've been doing lately It's the building code No It's
2: (laughs) (laughs) What time is it? It's building code time.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. Green book. Oh, I thought we were doing green book at the end. Oh, is that what we talked about? Yeah. Well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start all over, okay? So we got something to do. That's uh, midway through the show. It's building code time. So Carlito here. It's code. It's code time. We were rehearsing this the whole time while we we're waiting for you, you fucking and we nailed totally it. Fucked, nailed it. fucked it all up. <laughs> we'll get it over the next few. It's it is code time. <laughs> well, Carlito, what do you want to talk about the building code today? Since we have Vella here, oh yeah, here's another don't, question. Uh,
2: why don't we ask him something along the staircase? What lines? Well, you, I'll give it to you. Hand it to so you. So I gotta go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we made it easy for the first one out. What is the minimum? Minimum Width of stairs. Oh. Dun,
2: dun, dun 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 dun. 32 inches. Dun, dun. <laughs> it is 36 inches. Oh, I thought
0: you meant from the stairs to the crown molding was the minimum. The you know, crown, molding. crown molding. No.
2: <laughs> no, so it's, it's 36. So now we know it's.
1: Thirty six. <laughs> so that's twice we put you on. on I the was spot. testing you, Carl. <laughs> I, I was testing All you. Right. I so knew that. Back to our regular schedule show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so basically, I hate saying basically. I've been saying that for so so many years. You're really well known for your crown molding. In my world, you're the crown molding specialist, Coffered Ceilings. And Wayne Scott. That's what you have become today. It's my baby. But you've always done renovations, from framing to drywall to mudding to. Yeah. I still do. Like I'll, I'll complete reno once in a, a while, or you know, I don't get
0: into anything too big in terms of reno. I just. Yes, you have. We've done point I loads have. together. I have, but what, I, I try to stay away from it. What's yeah.
1: your, what's your least favorite trade? There's always the tapers,
0: the tapers. Well. <laughs> Not even the tapers, but the guy sanding it at least. If they're not the tapers, it's the guys behind them sanding I thought it was it.
1: generally the guy whoever's taping and sanding it. Generally, yeah, but that's what I
0: mean though. If it's t- tapers, whoever's sanding their work, if it's them or their buddy, who cares? They got the shittiest job.
2: You feel the sorriest for that person. Yeah, that I'm not going home like that. Actually, really. I, I, I actually like sanding because uh, painting's so important to me in the yeah. finish that I don't want anyone to sand because I actually take a lot of pride with it. You got a fest tool, don't you?
1: Yeah. Now that, that
0: that thing is a game game changer.
1: Yeah, uh, for wall surfaces, yes. You need a NASA training. <laughs> certificate. No, 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 you're right. MIT. Yeah. No, Manny, there
2: is an art to it. You're totally right. For the ceilings?
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but the harness does not work. It does for me. I don't use the harness. There's, there's been pinch points that on my body, I'm like, I didn't even know I had that part on my body. That's your age. (laughs) No, it's not my (laughs) age, man. The way this harness is set up, it moves the weight a certain way to a certain place and it just becomes very uncomfortable. It's
0: always centered in your crotch.
1: Yeah. It's not comfortable. Yeah. But the trick is to turn up the suction. Because that suction is going to
2: suck it like, up. So that what thing I think is supposed to be
1: really easy, and it's easy for walls, and it's very difficult for ceilings. I know, but you
2: know what? I used to used to use poles and sanding so blocks. So you use the
1: Festool Plane X all the time on ceilings? On everything. And yeah. Never any have an any issue. wall surface, never. any ceiling
2: surface. What about so inside so corners? You get, you get in there tight with that? Well, so they, what I they do. have
1: the little bar that you can remove. Oh, yeah. Right?
2: So I, I do that. I do my own mudding, so my corners are pretty well perfect for what I need. But what I'll do is... I'll go through the whole house, and I'll use the Festool. I'll leave it on two, and I'll keep the suction at six. I have the turbo on the top. I just wanted to say that you realize that this is a trim and carpentry show. Sorry, we got on the (laughs) Festool. I I actually (laughs) draw. It was the drywall talk. Quickly,
0: I did my my own place. I had uh, painted stucco ceilings on the second floor, even the main floor. Painted stucco ceilings. Probably 20 years worth of paint on there. Ouch. The Planex with the. Was a forty grit? Pour that shit oh, right off. Gone. Beautiful. But
1: you don't care about gouging the drywall. You don't care about
0: damaging stuff. Honestly, there was very little in terms of repairs. I skimmed the entire thing afterwards, but it wasn't like I was tearing paper Durban? off. Like a, I did Durabond. Nice. I primed it first. Again, beautiful Durban. oil base. Oil base primer oh, first. I Love it. You realize Sorry. this is a trim and carpentry yeah. show. We yes. better get back to but trim. It, what I'm saying <laughs> is, it set up a nice base for my crown molding.
2: Got it. The <laughs> there. Got it. Um, Manny really loves real wood his poplar. I'm an MDF guy. I love a poplar. What do you like and what don't you like to use for crown molding? Crown molding, I'm almost exclusively using MDF, except
0: for when specific jobs require it to be a wood profile or the client asks for it. Casing, baseboards, wood, every time.
1: Why don't you use MDF casing, baseboards?
0: I don't like what nails do to it. Mushrooms. 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 And generally they're they're getting painted painted with a semi or an eggshell. Whereas the crown Satin. is generally a flat ceiling paint where yeah. it hides every imperfection. For the casing, I, I can't stand the look of it.
1: Carlito, you're an MDF.
2: Uh, l- listen, I, if if everyone guy. could afford poplar, I would rather see them go poplar for sure. But a lot of pe- a lot of my customers are, like I said, blue collar, white collar customers. They can't afford that, so I would rather take that money and invest it into a wainscot wall or do some crown detail. But you're different,
0: though. You're going to spend the time to fix whatever those nails do to that trim. Yeah, that's you. Like that's right.
2: Most guys are not going to spend that kind of time on it. You You can make it
0: look like glass. But you and me have
2: had a problem, uh, a few problems before. One time, Daniel was kind enough to come and help me on a, a flip project that I was on. And we built a kitchen from Habitat for Humanity. We built a wine rack together. He actually, he taught me how to do that. Was just cedar? No, it was just poplar. Was poplar? Painted, yeah. Oh, you painted. Yeah. That was a great experience, beautiful wine rack. And then he decided to get me to use wood for the crown molding. And I'm telling you, no, we no. had- s- I didn't select that.
0: That was- Glenn. Either Glenn or you? Yeah, I think actually, I yeah. think it was Glenn. Well, yes, here's the right. question,
1: Carlito. Do you actually like working more with poplar or MDF? Or is it because you're basing your decision on price. the oh. clients choosing their price?
2: If I have the time and the budgets there, poplar for sure. Time. What do you mean, time? It
1: doesn't take longer to work poplar than You got to finesse
2: it. There's other things that people don't talk about with poplar. Like, because I'm a finisher, a lot of times you can buy poplar and it's still green and sometimes you need to wait three to four months before you paint it. I've sprayed poplar, and it's so fresh and green that even though it was delivered to I, me- I think
1: it's the supplier that, that you
2: The actual sap in the, it, because a lot of people think that uh, poplar is a, a tree, it's actually a bush. Poplar's a bush? Yeah, it's actually a bush. Uh, I did it, it bleeds, and I would spray, you know, two or three beautiful coats of primer and two beautiful or three coats of uh, paint onto the baseboards or casings, And two weeks later, when it starts to like, you know, it starts to dry out, it's coming to the surface. It's coming through the paint. And then I get a phone call and there's like, hey, man, it's green. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was so fresh because they are not letting it dry. Why is it every time
1: a client of yours calls you, they always say, hey, man. (laughs) That's me.
2: He, he's probably spent months in their house and they're, he, he rubbed off on them. Well, I usually move hey into man. people's places. Hey, man. And, and that's why I like MDF because it's already got, it's already been pre-primed. <laughs> hey, man. I want to use MDF. Um, are,
0: are there not primers you could use? I, so no, I was about to say, no. but I didn't want to get into
2: no, a paint I, talk. I, I, actually, I actually use for...
1: For uh, I'm just I, taking the exit here on Wood Drive. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I actually use a sp- uh, special primer. It's not the Poplar root. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. <laughs> you know what it is about MDF to me? I think in our youth, something always happens. We see something or we experience something, and it just points us in a certain direction. So you can apply this to everything in your life. And I think one day I saw a certain... Race. I'm not going to say names here because then I'll get in trouble. Just, (laughs) (laughs) Just taking 12 foot long, you know, banana fucking Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds flexing MDF casing and slapping it on top of his Civic. And it just, it just jarred my mind. And it just like, I looked at it and I was like, like that's the one inside a house. I don't get that. That just looks cheap and flimsy and garbage and crappy. And this guy didn't care about it, how it went on the roof, tied it with twine and then got to the job site. And I'm like, that's disgusting to me because I've never seen anybody treat poplar like that. You should see me load MDF crown molding into my truck. You're I, careful. I, I, with I have it. a plank. I can believe I that. I have
0: blankets. I can believe wrap. that.
2: <laughs> but, but going back to what Manny was saying, Daniel, it, the one thing I do like about it is that it flexes. It takes contour. But your yes, walls are sh- straight. Right? I don't, but, what, but what I wanted to say to you was when we started, when we were working with the poplar, this was the example I was bringing up in this kitchen. It took so much time to twist it. The poplar wants to take its own form. So even after a while, it wants to pull away. What, where are
0: you
1: getting the poplar from, man? And there's
0: lots of cracking and crown molding with real wood. No, this particular house, there was a lot of little corners with cabinets and and there was a lot of, fitting to do we'll call it because the ceiling was so out so with mdf yes you can push and pull and and you're gonna see it though that's the only downside with the wood if we installed it true nice and level you're gonna be skimming that ceiling for weeks
1: back to your point i would think carlito that if you had a house and you're putting wood crown molding and and the ceiling is off you would actually install it to make the the molding perfectly true and skim it right but because that's the ceiling the ceiling's off so you skim it I have no problem skimming it yeah, I have no problem I
0: skim everything out but as a trim guy I'm not going to a house to tell somebody <laughs> right or wrong that when I'm done doing your job you need to call a taper in to no, skim
1: out your No, ceiling. it's no, a different story yeah right? exactly if you're the GC so, you already have all the trades all lined up and you're working yeah. with
2: them yeah totally but while we're talking about crown molding I use styrofoam and you and me have done styrofoam That was the first time I ever used it. And ever since then, I fell in love with it.
1: It's beautiful. Do you like it?
2: I can do it in condos. I can do it in houses. There's there's no crack I am actually
1: leaning back towards I met a guy who does the original plaster, but he does the moldings. He builds them the same way that the styrofoam guys do, but it gives them that flexibility where you yeah, can use that. the mud. And yeah. I'm like I was like blown away by that stuff.
0: See, I look at that as a different trait altogether. That's a
2: different, that's a, that's, a completely a different, different trade. that's a different trait. That's a different animal. Yeah. I know. I totally yeah. respect plaster. I love
1: plaster. Here's a question that I haven't asked a trim guy yet. It. And it's always an interesting thought to get their opinion about it. When you're in a kitchen you've got crown throughout the whole house and the clients have chosen a specific crown profile. Oh, yeah. You see where this is going, right? Does that crown trump the cabinetry and it becomes the crown of the cabinetry? Or do you go with the kitchen manufacturer's crown, which does not match the same profile as the rest of the house crown?
2: Oh, that's tough. Or
1: do you tell the kitchen manufacturer to mill the same crown as the rest of the house?
0: So it depends on what stage we go in at if we're working in a reno and we have access to the kitchen company, you know, to have this discussion ahead of time, then great. We can use the same profile, same size, continuous all the way through. Then the other problem is color. Where do you break it? Right. Um, That's the other question I had. Yeah. A lot of times if it's a stain, you're kind of shit out of luck. You you have a a, a color break or you convince them not to do the kitchen. Your kitchen has its own personality, its own character on the cabinets. Leave it alone. You're going to see that line between but the. But what if yeah. it's
2: open concept?
0: Hopefully, we're in at that stage where we can have that discussion with the the kitchen um,
1: manufacturer. Fab- yeah, manufacturer, and then they yeah. mill it and, and make it the same. Yeah. yeah, that I think is the best solution, but it's also funny enough the most expensive yep. solution. Yeah, but that's what we did at my last
2: flip. We made sure that the crown molding was exactly the same in the kitchen yeah. and throughout the whole house. It's, and it made a huge difference. And sometimes we'll even but do... But you are right when you're staining.
0: If it's the same color, like if your cabinets are white, it happens to be CC40 or whatever it is yeah. match the ceiling. The only difference between the crown on the cabinets and the rest of it is the sheen.
1: I hate CC40. How about CC30? I hate all of them. I just can't (laughs) stand them all. Chantilly Lace and Cloud White and all this other shit. This show is brought to you by Benjamin Moore. Cloud White. No, because you can still get those from (laughs) (laughs) Sherwin-Williams. No, no, no. They color match them. Yeah, that's right. Are you a fan of the song and dance around the toilet supplies? Ooh. again. So the trim that makes it go up and miter or go down or doing all these elaborate miters to go around the toilet supply. Yes. You're a fan of it? I am. He's not a fan. I'm pointing at Carlito. I'm not. No? I no. am. It's a couple different ways. Get out! Some, okay.
0: <laughs> I have some photos if you'd like to see them. Uh, you know what? I've done them all. <laughs> have you done them all? Yeah. Have you gone down below the... That's island? nice I have, too. That's, yeah, I like that that's one. That's nice too. The one that goes up and over is kind of... You got to hit and miss. Some people like it, some people don't. It's a little more aggressive. Yes. Or if you go down like on a 15 degree angle, just enough to clear the, the discussion plate.
2: So for me, the big one that changes that or really makes me decide what I'm going to do there is where the actual supply is supposed to be for the toilet. Every supply is different for every toilet. But it's funny,
1: plumbers always tell you that they put it where they want to put it. They have the same number. Can I just make a comment on that? Go ahead.
0: So I did this scenario in someone's house. I posted it online. Whatever. People liked it. You get this one fucking idiot. It's like... Why didn't the plumber Move the supply line (laughs) The house was fucking built In 1982 you asshole
1: (laughs) 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 And they actually Sound like that too Yeah Yeah. You fucking loser (laughs) It's true (coughs) It's it's, it's funny how A lot of these uh, Keyboard warriors These trolls out there They they just don't want To think about The the whole thought process They think that you Just showed up there You blinked once And you made that decision Right then and there
0: And they think I built The fucking house I know Like why didn't you Move the supply line
1: It's like there's a lot Of variables (laughs) attached Or around behind next to this photograph or video yeah if you're
2: the trim guy and you're going around doing trim yeah. you're not building the whole bathroom yeah. and if you saw how many times i had to cut that piece <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have this fucking business okay so so going back to it um, the, the question is i typically don't i'm I like to have a seven and a quarter inch baseboard. That's the smallest I like. I don't like anything smaller than that. I know, but if the
1: rest of the house has got a four or five inch, you can't all of a sudden just change it for the back of the toilet. Well, that's where you have to kind of negotiate. Oh,
2: Mm. you know,
1: a toilet, like a
2: bathroom can be its own identity. It doesn't have to be with the rest of the house. I disagree. The
1: moment you start changing trim in different rooms, then you become a trim showroom. Mm, I like trim showrooms. I I kind Uh
0: of agree. I like to see it the same everywhere.
1: It should continue. So, if it should continue and and your client's giving you a task that it's only this high and your supply line, the crosshairs are a certain, they're actually going on the trims profile, you have to do the song and dance. Either go down below. I agree with you that the below looks a little cleaner, nicer, simpler. I do.
2: And so, what is your preference? Below. I I prefer to go below. Yeah. So, you like to be in the middle of the baseboard. No, 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 The no, baseboard no, no, no.
0: dances around that oh. pipe. Yeah, so oh, I the see. Little, you liked it. I don't think. 0.5 I don't think it. that
1: plate should be anywhere near any kind of curved profile. No curved profile. Okay. It should be on a full flat stock of something.
0: Right, hundred percent. And not even twenty-two and a half. I find that that. Even that angle too is too much. It's too much. I go 15. It's just subtle enough to like trade
2: secrets. Trade
0: secrets. <laughs> once the again, red light's on. No, no, once again, <laughs> try it. You're not going to fucking get it. I promise you. Don't DM. Okay. Don't DM him. All right. Leave him alone. No, Carl, I, I, Carl at Yes, exactly. <laughs> no,
2: you know what though? Uh, for me, when it comes to accenting the valve, I like to put the chrome piece on the copper. That's as far as I go. That's cute. You know.
0: <laughs> or sand it. It's like a little diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the size of the baseboard and, and changing it in the house. Like some people will ask me just because they don't want to spend the money or they think for some reason that the second floor is less superior to the main floor. Oh, Can we do really? a different profile up there or the same one but smaller upstairs? I don't even like that.
1: Like, yeah, I don't either. Just That's track builder Fucking reaction. make a decision. Like, I know. You know? <laughs> Are you a fan of the uh, no returns? All these new, Ooh. the no returns. Well, I've there's no those. casing, no baseboard. It's oh. all half inch reveals. Yeah, quarter inch reveals. Yeah, I've even seen them saw as small as an eighth inch reveal. I've done it. Tedious. It's tedious for sure. Uh, it's a good yeah. look. Yeah, and the, it helps if the it has good. its
2: place. It has its place. But the
1: problem I have is that people are forgetting, and I'm going to be pointing fingers at designers. They're forgetting the purposes of these pieces of trim. Yeah. A chair rail, people, it's called a chair rail because back in the day, people would move the chair and hit the plaster and crack it, and that would prevent it from cracking. (laughs) I've read, oh, I was going to say, I've read otherwise. Oh, this is good. What's that? What have you read? No, just in terms of the height. Uh, Oh, the height? Yeah, no, that's, it depends. Okay, first of all, way back when people were shorter. Right. Uh, It it just changed, right? In the same article, it was kind
0: of, again, I I don't know where it was or, or when I read it, but it was... That, that chair rail height was, would have been way too low for any chair. Oh, I know. And that was proper at the time, right? So now it's, it's whatever, 32, 36, wherever you're, you know. That's I'm usually around that I think what you got to do,
1: if they do want a specific chair rail, you actually have to inquire with them, okay, where are your chairs? Yeah. We need to look at your chairs. A lot of people put MDF in bathrooms. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. come why, on. Why? What is, what is that? Why? I'm not asking
2: you. Yeah. I know you use Poplar in bathrooms. Yeah. Laundry rooms, kitchens, and bathrooms... Should always be popular. Bedrooms, kitchens, uh,
1: <laughs> always, <laughs> landings, well, there's water. garage, I there put it in, in the, the garage, garage.
0: <laughs> the cantina, the cantina. Where well, we had the prosciutto <laughs> with Tony.
2: <laughs> well, how about wainscoting? What, what's your preference? There's so many different
0: styles. What do you like seeing? In terms of material, I'm, I'm a wood guy for wainscoting for sure. If we're talking applied
1: moldings. But you're using all the flat stock You're using at MDF MDF, yeah And then you're using Any kind of poplar trim pieces To yeah. accent Chair rail, the panels, chair rail or Why is that? that? More uh, for strength,
0: pronounced. It's it's well, it's that. There's definitely more options, but it, it's in the, right in the line of fire. Like like you were going back to the, in the line of well, fire. For, for the purpose of these things, there's right? a yeah. purpose behind right. everything. Yeah. Even when somebody insists on using MDF baseboard, I tell them use a wood shoe mold because when you're mopping that floor, you don't you're want so you know. So right, that's just, brilliant. That's
1: where I was going with the new returns yeah. and yeah. the new modern look. That's Smash. Yeah. yeah. So in about five years, it's gonna get wrecked.
2: Yeah. Do you like to see four boxes, three boxes, two boxes. Is this one box? Depends on the house, depends on the the personality What what changes that and and when do you Take that, like how do you figure that preference out?
0: Most of the time when I show up at someone's house They have an idea of what they want already They've already designed it So they'll have either photographs or sketch that their their Four year old did or
1: whatever (laughs) (laughs) This is what we want Can you make it happen? (laughs) 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 Um, Are you a fan of Colonial? Mm, yeah, it's it's, it's classy, classy it's, if it's done right. It's, it's classy. If,
2: <sighs> if, if he does it, it's gonna come out classy. Do you build any buildings anymore, or are you uh, you're leaving that for someone else now? You're no, leaving I'll, that for the kitchen guys. Or so my issue is shop space. I, I don't have a place
0: where I'm I'm building furniture or cabinets on we a used regular to, basis. We used to do it in your we, garage, man. I, I used to do it on site, build them on site.
1: I know, but winters, man. How yeah, do you do it's winters, tough,
0: right? So it's it got to the point where I was like yeah the money's there but it's so much hassle w- with the winter you're cutting in the garage everything's coated yeah. so you'll sub that out yeah we'll sub it out if yeah. we, if, if, it's, if it's part of a bigger job we're gonna do it it's, it's not not a question of whether or not I, you know i'm gonna take it it's just if i'm busy with other stuff then yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna avoid no because you're being a smart business person like that, that's man. yeah that's
1: all it is when,
2: when and where do you stop with wayne scott in the house yeah where do you, where and when do you stop I've started it in a hallway. So like yeah. I convince a customer and I say, let me do your front hall here where yeah. you walk into your house. And then all of a sudden I do it and then they go, Oh my God, can you do my niche? Yeah. Can you do the rest of the hallway? Can you do the staircase? And then it just continues and it doesn't stop. So where yeah. do you stop it? You're right. It depends on, again, a lot of times I go in they know what they want already, but they don't have a proper vision until we right. show them.
0: Right. So most of the time it's, I want the hallway done. And the dining room those are the two that are like well, i want the jazzles up a bit make them look you know
2: classier you know you ever do bathrooms with them not often no honestly no
1: but, actually uh, wait
2: a second you did a bathroom for me didn't you wainscoting yeah you did uh you did the coffered ceiling that last house with me and mikey you did the dining room with the X's. Or yes. the diamonds. Yes. And then you did the
0: bathroom and it came out wicked. That was, yeah, more, yeah, paneling, not, not so much wainscoting, but yeah. It can look really sexy, man. It can. Where you start and where you stop really depends on, on the layout of the house and the budget as well. But like a lot of times, the, the, the most challenging areas around the stairs. Like if they have, for example, a handrail that kind of dies at, at yeah. a, a balcony, like yeah. how do you make that, you know? So there's different ways to work. do it depending on the type of molding you're using, if it's raised or a recess panel, raised
1: panel applied. There's different ways to do it, yeah. How do you like those Trim-X, trim whatever trim, trim whatever, Trim, Trim garbage, Trim garbage, Trim uh, garbage, trim 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 garbage <laughs> crap stuff that looks like chair rail and wainscoting and all this other trim All oh, plastic ones from, yeah, uh, yeah. how do you okay. like those ones? I've never had it, I've never worked with it. <laughs>
0: trim techs? It's it's trim called? Text. Uh, Did they make that flat stock as well? It's the exterior? I think so. What's up Mark? Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I lock my What's truck. up brother?
2: What's up? Sean? <laughs> <laughs> John? on
1: John. John. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel What's going on man? No, recording now no, we're still recording yeah handsome Sorry. bastard <laughs> <laughs> no, no what do you think of that stuff
2: i've never worked with it Good not oh, okay. you yeah no because it's, it, it's, it's changed my life honestly really? it really has i know many you don't want to hear Sorry, about what is it. it it's just uh, it's for it's for mudding molding? and what you can do is it has its place it shouldn't be in trim you're right that's my point but when it comes like the, the actual company and the product is brilliant but they've taken it too far it just means that wood should be where wood should be. Thank you very much. And, and mudding, to, mudding corner beads and stuff Thank should be much. with mudding. Thank you very much. I do agree with that. Okay. Do they make that stuff where you
0: peel that plastic thing out of it? Yeah, guys? It's tear it, away. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's that's,
1: my that's a good product. Right. That's Brilliant. a great product. Brilliant. But stay away from the chair rail and the wainscoting and crown. And I didn't even know they made that stuff. Oh, they made all that crap, oh. man! And everybody on Instagram jumped all over, going, oh, "This is amazing! It's
0: amazing!" I know you got you guys have hit Instagram. Topics quite a bit. I'd love to dive into
1: it. Let's like, talk. I no, yeah, I mean like not
0: necessarily. But before right we now, get into yeah. that, yeah.
1: Before we get into that, mm. we have to. It's what's it, It's 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 green book.
2: <laughs> it's green book time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Manny, what is green book time? Greenbook time is that we're going to basically share a lot of the occupational health and safety acts and the fines that are associated if you're not complying with these rules. Our podcast is about information. We like meeting people, talking to people, learning things, sharing information, but it is called the construction life. So anything to do with the construction life, which is including the health and safety act. We want to talk about it. We want to let you guys know what it's all about. So then you guys can know about these things because I like myself, like you, everybody probably never even touched this book for a while. Honestly, dude, I have three of them in my truck right now. So which one do you want to
2: talk about? Um, Let's do. uh, See you, man. Thanks Mark. Later, Mark.
0: You're not going to quiz me again, are you? No,
2: no, this is between (laughs) us. This is between us. We're going to, we're section 26.2 dash four. Employer failing to make training and instructions record available to inspector. So that means if you don't have any of your records for any of your employees or yourself in the business, your first fine, and this is a brand new law, is $550 for the first event. $550, ladies and gentlemen. So that means, guys, uh, have your WSIB, have your WIMIS, have your fall arrest, have everything that you need to
1: have. Perfect. That was... That was green book time. (laughs) Back to our regular scheduled program. Talking wood and we're going to get right into Instagram and social Uh media. Oh, I want to talk Uh about coffered ceilings a little bit. No, 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 no. Look where we're at. Look where we're at. All right. (laughs) Either speak faster or get to the point. Okay. We build boxes, put crown inside of it, paint it, and it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's because you veered off to paint land and plaster land. That's why. Sorry. So that's the reason why. It comes together. It's all one. What are your thoughts on social media these days? Mm. Evil machine? Yeah. I've actually called it evil on this show before.
2: Okay, but for what what reasons?
1: What What
0: are your reasons? Why do you think it's evil?
1: I think everybody has learned how to make more money pretending to be contractors than actually being contractors a select few want to stay on that path and be leaders in this industry without a, lifting a finger do uh, does that make sense yep. yes free tools look at you me. don't need, you don't need to put your hand up before, in the podcast before before we <laughs> ask you i
2: really want to i really want to say something i hate about <laughs> facebook and instagram and contractors posting stuff Post your fucking own shit. Don't take Ooh. someone else's pictures and post them on your site and pretend that you actually did the work because you didn't So I feel like that still goes on that's crazy yeah it does you know what you shouldn't be proud of someone else doing work for you unless you are saying you're a GC and you're actually just overviewing the construction.
1: Don't take the credit for it. See, that's the whole problem I have is that everybody wants to make that little photograph and that little video look perfect. They don't want to show the shit that's on the real sites. They don't want to show the shit that's going on behind the scenes because contractors get screwed over. Money gets fucked over. You get all this other... And it's never talked about. It's always talked about how fast this drill can drill. It's always talked about how beautiful this work is done that's not finished. It's always like... There's a particular trim guy out there who's got a page who's always showing close-ups of trim. Never shows the full work. And I'm like, I don't get it. And I'm always seeing the same profile. And I don't get it. So I don't follow it. But I saw his post. And I saw the guy's shout out and go, hey, check out this. I go... Where's the rest of the fucking room? I think I know exactly who Where, you're talking where's about. Where's the fucking rest of the room? I don't understand why the rest of the room is not being yeah. shown and why isn't the finishing being shown? Yeah. I don't understand why this, I don't get this guy. There's one particular cut that's he's snapping
2: into place. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect every time. Thumbs up. And, and but, beautiful. But that leads to bigger problems. Things like that, uh, homeowners are very naive to. Uh, contractors and guys in construction, they know the truth and they know the real deal about the whole. A whole picture thing. When I'm at a customer's house and they only see perfection on Instagram, it's almost hard sometimes to be able to leave a house without letting them know that, hey, you chose real wood and there's imperfections in real wood. Things happen to real wood.
1: That's onus on the actual tradesperson, the GC, to explain all this stuff to yes. homeowners. We get this. It's the same thing with stone. Whenever a homeowner wants to go with natural stone, I always tell them, listen, guys, Mother Nature made this. And Mother Nature is not a factory, and she can decide what she wants to do. And the imperfections are the beauty part of it. That's the that's natu- where that's I, natural that, part. I, I agree with that. I, I totally agree with so that part. So what, what do you hate about it? I
0: agree with all those points you guys have touched on. I, like I said, I can't believe that still goes on. To the point where, like, if someone used to work for a company, and they're, they've start, decided to go off on their own, they're one of those guys, that take photos that they were a part of, while working with this, another company and, <laughs> and pass it out. Even if they, sure, you, sure, you may have done that part of that work, but that's not your job.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the thing a lot of guys do that. You've got, yeah. I, I think that last count I checked, I think you've got 1,200 Yeah, that you can type in to say this. And I can't stand people <laughs> that take the full credit for stuff that they haven't done. Right. Every single post of mine, if there's someone that's working in that picture, I try to give out all the sh- how, you know, shout outs to every single person they did it they did it they did it i oversaw it i designed it i got the material i delivered it i whatever i'll share the justified handles and the comments don't just put a pretty picture in and go oh this is your company now and this is my work and yeah. no no I'll give shout outs to fucking guys who did the work man yeah
2: the craziest part is they'll actually say i did this and they've had no part to yeah. do with it at all yeah or yeah hire us look what we can do kind of thing like yeah
1: Instagram and construction changed dramatically. Like it's changed since day one, four years ago, when everybody yeah. got on board. And I've said this before. You're totally right. Where everybody was on a level playing field, and then there was a percentage of the guys that were getting more followers, and it just grew. And then those guys, you know, they became assholes to everybody else. Yeah. And, and I'm like, this became like high school all over again. Yeah. And and I I got so sick and tired of it. And I'm I'm like close to fifty, and I'm like, dude. You can't pressure me You can't peer pressure me You can't bully me You can't fucking do anything to me That's going to hurt my fucking feelings man If you want to set up a stupid uh, hate page Or you want to talk shit about me Go ahead and do it all the fucking time, man. <laughs> Manny's like a magnet. He knows how many fucking friends I have out there. There's yeah. lots of fucking assholes out there, right? And that's what I hate about it. But I just keep laughing. I just I'm like, go ahead and say whatever you want. That's the thing. Shit.
0: That's the attitude you kind of have to have. If you if you it gets talked about all the time. If you get too consumed with all that shit, it's such a waste of time. Yeah. I haven't posted stuff in a while. Like the last thing I posted was something about virtue signaling.
2: No, I I actually saw you post some of the Scotting you did. You did a single pa- panel, and it was deep. Look, I loved yeah. it. it. Was thick and how deep? deep? <laughs> it looked. It looked like it was like an inch deep. It no, was it, really nice. It's only five eighths. Really? Why would, why
1: would it be an inch? I don't understand. Your why camera you look- work is good. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all fucking bullshit. And look, was it only
0: five eighths? <laughs> yeah, it's five eighths. Wow. And look at my captions. All it said. My, literally, I post like a picture of like a beautiful job. Like, sometimes I do beautiful work. Sometimes you always do beautiful. And i All I write was did this doing that. Have a good night. That's it. I put a bunch of hashtags and like fuck off. You know what? Next time, just put (laughs) done. Done. (laughs) My last one I posted was
2: yup. I was expecting you to say perfect, perfect. I never say it's perfect. But do you
1: get clients that are following you, and you get work from your Instagram, social media? It's uh, rare. It's rare. Yeah, really. I'm
0: not very active on it. You know
1: what's funny is I find a lot of um, HVAC, electrical, plumbing get a lot of work from instagram yeah
0: maybe it's saturated i don't know
1: i'll tell you the truth when me and Ma- when me and mike
2: were in business together he was getting calls off the hook every day i believe from that. instagram I you guys that. had a
0: fucking tv show on there though that was yeah. story. Was, I'm, not, I'm not even joking it was like that phone
2: wouldn't stop and it's people he didn't even know yeah. we'd be getting like 10 phone calls a day and he would just be knocking off jobs it was mine, crazy. mine are more like
0: not necessarily jobs from instagram but like if somebody asks me to come provide a quote or, or entertains the idea of me doing work in their house and I give them that Instagram account or a website, that kind of solidifies the deal. They, they go on and say, okay, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing or they see the work and it basically means I'm the right person for them kind of thing. And that's how I get it. I don't get calls directly from people following me online. Like, oh, I saw you on Instagram. Come, you know.
1: That's a good point. I was going to ask you, have you met clients when you go in and they say, hey, that's actually pretty cheap. With
0: crown molding all the time. Really? What? Yeah. If I break it down like a crown mold, if I if I go to a house just to do crown molding and I break it down room by room, there's some rooms that are like 120 bucks.
1: How are you what? going to do that? I don't understand. This how you guy's good,
0: it, man. Really? It, it, I guess it comes down to speed and and my supplier and, and you know how I how I get my material, but it's just the way it works. Sometimes and they're like, oh, I didn't look at it that way. But if I give them the price for the whole job, it could be five six grand to do a house, but. If I break it down room by room, usually I do that so that I can, I'll say, pick and choose what you want to do. If there's anyone you want to leave out because we're over budget, it'll come down to that. it will be like, okay, we're starting at five grand. Okay. If we take out the laundry room, that's $180. Why take it out? What's 180 bucks?
1: Got it. Right. It makes sense yeah. that way. Yeah. So yeah. you're doing that as a marketing kind of. Yes yeah, so and no. It's, it's a
0: genuine option for them. Like I, I want them to see, you know, cause sometimes they're not sure of what rooms they want to do in the house. So they'll they'll be on the fence about doing the master bedroom or the laundry room or the powder room, so I'll, I'll separate those rooms.
1: So you don't have a problem going in with a quote, presenting to the client, and the client's going to start cherry picking and remove certain items. No, nope. I'm, have a problem I'm with an that. open book. Really? Yeah. Huh? And I guess it, it comes with being busy. This is who I am. This is what I, I come to the table with. How are you pricing yeah. out your? You don't need to give me numbers, but how are you pricing out your wainscoting? Are you doing it by linear footage? I start with a linear footage price. Okay. And then all the trim, everything's trim wise. Is it, is it hourly is by, or linear footage? Everything by the foot. By the foot, yeah, huh? Everything okay. by the foot. Wainscoting is. Some, most guys are, most trim guys are, they like the hourly. I have a hard time.
2: I've seen what you do. Yeah. I'm not going to give out your trade secret. This is your trade secret, how you make money. I know it because you taught me because I worked for you for a bit. I was trying to learn from you. He has a technique that is unbelievable. I'm not going to share it because this is your your secret to finishing a house fast and perfect. What I want to ask you is, do you leave it finished for the painter? Do you finish it? Yes. (laughs) Which one? To what? So depends what it is and depends
0: what kind of a job it is. That changes the price, right? Not really. I'm very careful about how I word my contracts and I'm not being sleazy. It's, It's generally what I'm saying is, for example nail holes we're not going to fill nail holes nine times out of ten i'm filling those holes but
1: that belongs to the painter that's the painter's job usually
0: but it I, is. I like to give that service to really? the homeowner yeah because a lot of times in the business i'm in just doing trim where it's not part of a reno if i'm going in just to do crown molding or just to do casing a lot of times the homeowner's taking on the painting Ouch. himself oh, i see i like that trust me that's it happens a, nice a lot Ouch. right so it's true though as a I know, service it's stupid
2: it, well, some people don't, they can't save, I've talked about this before. Some people, it takes 10 years to save $10,000. No,
1: some but people, it's still stupid though. You've spent all this money and time and effort to actually get all this finishing yeah, property done. A, and now you just want to slap paint on. Do you them? know how yeah.
2: homeowners I know that have said they painted in college or university and that's what they like doing at home? I don't give a home. shit
1: about that. What was it, student painters back then? I no, don't but, care about that. But that's their passion, That's right? crappy paint jobs. Yeah that, that ruins i didn't all say the it work. wasn't yeah
0: it depends on, on the market we're, we're working into right there's different different people have a different outlook on that yeah like, and i agree with you it's it's you're you're ruining the job basically if you're if you're trying to take that on yourself if you've never done like
1: it. I, I think all the trim anything that's got wood on it should be sprayed yeah that's my opinion oh, yeah. totally but, but some but yeah. the homeowners are not going to do that no there's you gotta some remember houses a lot you of times spray.
0: i'm going into a finished house like when i'm doing crown molding a lot of times it's a new home They've been moved in six seven months ago, and they want to jazz it up a bit. They want to throw crown molding in. They're not going to come have a going to come in and spray, spray crew. It, but but
2: I'll tell you something. You know, for the times that I've seen you put crown molding up in an existing home with furniture that's already immaculately beautiful, yeah. his crown molding, without being painted, when he finishes it, it looks finished. Yeah, it's crazy. Like. You walk in the next day and you're like, I can't believe you finished it. You painted already? Yeah. It's that perfect. It comes out, yeah, the type of fillers we use and how we treat our corners and so stuff like that, yeah. So what do you do for
0: fillers? You want to give that away? Usually it's just a, a white wood filler. Really? Yeah. Dynapatch shelf, or something? Yeah. Dynapatch I rarely use for holes, but Elmer's wood I love Elmer's. Yeah, the Elmer's is yeah. good. Elmer's that might
2: go-to. will use
1: that. Orange cap. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can add water to it if it gets a little dry. Oh, yeah. I
2: always add water to it. It's too dry but by on its own. No, if it's a fresh pack, it's good. But <laughs> I, I like that though, because when when you work the hole, you it can you kind of nice. massage it
0: in, and it, it comes nice and flat. Yeah, right? and it's already sanded
2: pretty it's much from your finger. Basically, yeah, yeah. 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 What are you using for caulking these days uh, for the crown molding? You guys don't like this stuff. What don't do tell use? me DAP. Yeah, uh,
0: well, I don't have a problem with that. Dynaflex. I, it, yeah, Dynaflex 230. I don't have yeah, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's the one I use. So then, what is the issue? I don't
2: like the the traditional dap no i find it's alex plus yeah Rock i out of here your- yeah <laughs> um i'm i'm a sherwin william guys i use the 8500 and the
1: seven this is this is really bringing up an interesting point it's very it stretches no, but hang on a sec so you're using mdf which is the cheapest version of case <laughs> here we go
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but yet you want to use fucking rolls royce of caulking on the cheapest material No, I use that. There's a little bit of a conflict here. No, no. I use that no matter what on poplar, maple. I know, but you know what I'm getting at is that why not just use the better wood with the better
2: cock? Your and Daniel's customers are above blue collar. So then why not just use Alex Plus then? Because it's failed, it's, it's shrunk, it's uh, pulled away, it dries up. I don't like anything about it. I really don't. At my amateur days when I worked uh, in insurance companies, I filled everything with that. What is the cost <laughs> of,
1: of MDF? Like if you take a colonial MDF per linear well, if versus you're good, a poplar? It depends where you get it. Is it twice the price? No. At a small, at a small box store, it's actually very affordable
2: both ways. Small box store, yeah, yeah. Not big box store. No. Big box stores. I see juice guys you.
0: lugging out a cart of MDF trim at Home Depot. Like you fucking for yeah. five thousand dollars <laughs> later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Have you ever used any plastic uh, baseboards or trim? Uh, probably very little. No,
0: I'd say no. Yeah, but yes, <laughs> not enough to talk about. Yeah. But yeah. It, it Are just, you steaming it if you got to make a curve? I've steamed. I've never run into a situation where I couldn't get it to go far enough. Oh, really? I've put trim in showers before just to just to get the hot water on it, and it, it's worked. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. meant like put... No, 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 no. no. no <laughs>
1: that's what I thought. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I was fuck? like, minute, uh, elaborate? Okay. But
0: I don't own a steam box or anything like that. Oh, really? Just, so yeah. you just
1: steamed it that way from yeah. out, and then yeah. and it actually bent enough yeah. that you got it? I actually made a poker
0: table not too long ago,
2: full circle, four-foot radius. I bent pop around it. That's oh. wicked. I got the opportunity about a year and a half ago to work at Manny's site, and uh, he brought out Tony, and Tony brought out this 10-inch uh, pipe, uh, about 12 feet long, and uh, yeah. we were doing some deck work. And we were trying
1: to experiment.
2: We he, were... he brought some thermal in. It's already like stone. It's it's dry as hell, and we stuck it in there with a kettle, and
1: this it was. It didn't work. F- didn't work. It didn't work. The material does not bend. Sorry, yeah. what was it? The material thermally modified the wood ash. Thermally modified wood. So Basically, wow. it's got next to no moisture in it whatsoever. It would just snap. We tried it three, four times. Yeah. It would just snap. Wow.
2: It's either that or we couldn't
1: get the moisture. No, I, don't, I don't think it was the moisture issue. I think it's the actual wood because the process that it, it just won't suck it in. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't absorb it. Didn't it. want to turn to rubber. It doesn't.
0: Yeah. Do you have a lot of experience with? Steam box using poplar
1: or pine even no not too much no. experience but it does work yeah right but I mean I, the way I've done it way back when is I actually just mitered in it when I had it really t- I had a 24 inch radius yeah and That's I had tight. to take a six inch 3 quarter inch poplar baseboard yeah and sure I could have ordered a plastic version of yeah. that but I go back to I wanted it to stay wood I want it yeah. to stay now,
2: now I have in bathrooms like cheaper bathrooms where I've I've done commercial spaces I've had to put in these, and I hate saying I did this, but I put in acrylic pans. I hate them. I hate acrylic
1: pans. Why do you hate acrylic pans? And um, why are we talking about acrylic pans on a trim well, show? Well,
2: I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So I wanted to finish the bathroom up, and the floor was off a little bit, so I bought, which Vela introduced me to, was a rubber molding that was identical to my shoe mold and my baseboard, and I liquid nailed it to the side, <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> dude, it worked. Yeah. And I've gone back a hundred times to this guy's place, and it's still on. And did it's he still say, perfect. "Hey, man"? Hey, he said, "Hey, <laughs> hey man. man." Just so you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of
0: my, um, a lot of the profiles we use now are pretty readily available and, and flexible material and they're I doing have no problem now, using eh? it. Yeah, because yeah,
1: a lot of yeah. people are doing the they're, they're, they're doing curved walls now, so yeah. you need it now, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's just definitely is. curved so staircases. Circles and crown. If
0: yeah. you're not using plaster, what are you going to do? Right? That's right. You can of course. Cut a million pieces and I've done it. You can order pre, pre-flexed or pre-curved
2: composite moldings. And what do you want to be known for? What What is your trademark and what kind of business do you want to have? What, what is it that you're drawing into your business? Honestly, I like, I like the crown and the and the wainscoting. That's that's kind of my been my baby
0: for years. Go to. Even the coffered ceilings, I love doing that stuff for a number of reasons. But again, back to the taping thing, like it, it's clean work for me, right? I cut everything outside, bring it all in, install
2: boom, it, boom, and, boom. and go home. You never yeah. cut inside a house. That's a great point. I never cut inside of a house. You know, I don't what? care with the dust hood, nothing. Never you're so house. right. I've seen, I've had guys. Well, with their come, time,
1: you're still outside. or You set up a tent. Set up in the garage. Yeah. Set up in the garage. Yeah. You're Sometimes
0: so, a, a fan blowing dust
2: out if I have to, if it's really sensitive. But Nobody yeah. realizes how much dust goes into the house. You, a freshly painted house. Yeah, no. Because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll paint one coat after I, you know, two coats of primer, one coat of paint on everything before my trim goes on. Then I put my trim and then I spray and then my final coat. Especially uh,
0: with MDF. You can't, there's no way.
2: Yeah, you can't clean up all no, that dust no, everywhere, it'll, it'll float
0: for days and... You're going to get calls.
2: Yeah, even in three <laughs> my, my months later. My kid's underwear drawer is full of dust. What happened? Why were you in here? <laughs> no. Why were you in here? <laughs> <laughs> but you also do bathrooms and renovation point loads. Yeah. You do yep. complete renovations, second floors and so on, right?
0: Yeah. I'm kind of partnered up with, with one of our, our close friends and we, we do take on pretty much anything. But he's away right now. So that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm sort of focusing on what I, what I do, which is... What you like to do. The, yeah, the trim. Got once it. once we're 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 together and, and things are rolling, then we, we've done you know, full house rentals, basements, bathrooms, anything goes. But on my own with a couple of laborers, uh, this is this
2: is my baby. I only have two questions, and I'm usually I have three, and it leads to five. <laughs> my first question is, what would you change about homeowners in business? The biggest eliminate them? Yeah. <laughs> well, people do. They buy their own houses and renovate
0: them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I think a lot of the problem that I face is finding homeowners that understand that the cheapest is not always the best. I know you guys have hit on this a thousand times, but in my trade, crown molding especially, there's a ton of guys out there and I see them every day at the suppliers, the same crews. It's a penny business, so they're going to take the cheapest one. A lot of them are good, but a lot of people don't understand that the cheapest isn't always the best and there's a thousand different reasons why, but that's probably one thing I would change.
1: And people always say, "I, I didn't go cheap, but they did. Yeah. So those those cheap guys are going to be the ones that next year they're going to realize that every single Brad didn't touch a joist or or yeah yeah a stud.
0: And I've seen them work and they're firing away (laughs) a lot. Honestly, God though, I I don't like knocking other trades and even my competitors. A lot of them are really good at what they do. There's a few Russian crews that I run into all the time. They're phenomenal. At the same time, there's a couple other uh, let's say ethnic groups that are kind of. Kind of destroying what we do. You are you know, talking about the
1: same race that I was mentioning? I earlier? think so. Maybe. Wait a second. You okay. know you're an that group, right? Hey, hey that, Technically speaking, yeah, we are. All three of us are. Okay. <laughs> okay. So
2: if you could reinvent something or your next big purchase for tool, what is it? It's a two-in-one. Those are 2 one <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry?
1: <laughs> I'm old school, buddy. Uh, leave. <laughs> I have
0: my tools. They're, they work for me. I'm not going to change it.
1: Doesn't matter if like the new one thousand X worm came out. Beat it.
0: So you don't need anything and nothing reinvented. No, I have a problem with buying tools too. Like I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to these sales or whatever. So once you start, once I start it, and I've I've built up too much shit already. You know I've got too many drills I don't fucking need. I got. Two miter saws in boxes in my garage. I was just
1: about to say that you realize that you have too many tools when you have tools around your house that are still in the Brand box. fucking new. That is time to either yeah. give them away yep. or stop buying tools or stop taking tools. Give them away to me, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, you need more fucking shit. Let me, let me ask you. <laughs> I know, eh? You having problems finding guys? Yes.
2: And what what's the problem? Uh, and what are you looking for for a guy? <laughs> Let's start over. Reset the clock. <laughs> Reset the clock. Let's do this. I don't know where to go.
1: <laughs> One question at a time there, sir. So we're going to get into employment uh, on the employment hour. Um, well, because you're at the upper echelon of millennial. You're an elder elder millennial. Yes. Yeah, he's an elder millennial. I know, yeah. but the thing is that you have to hire. Are you hiring millennials, working with millennials? I don't have a preference for age or, or background,
0: really. Attitude does not have age. Attitude does not have age. <laughs> I just so like that. I've worked with a couple people recently. I won't say where. There's a couple really good, good kids that I've I've worked with in the in the recently. Unfortunately, they're few and far between. And what they have, I guess, that some other guys that don't or girls don't have that I've worked with in the past is that what, basically what it comes down to is when you're talking to them and you're explaining something, they're either looking at you like a deer in the headlights or they get it. Yeah. And, and they can apply it. And like what you asked me earlier, how did I learn? It's, it's, I think it's something you have. I I couldn't teach myself if I was like some of those other, other people I've worked with. Some guys, you, you could, you could spend hours a day with them or, or weeks. And I have, I've had guys on for about three to six months. Didn't learn a fucking thing. Wow. Yeah. Barely, know, how to adapt at the end of the day. Like,
1: I don't think it's that the kids have to learn as much as what they absorb. Yeah. I've always told anybody that's around me is like, don't, I'm not a teacher. Don't look to me to be a teacher But hang out with me To absorb what's going on around me And that's where And It goes back to your point where it's like You just know You weren't taught You just absorbed And I think the good guys just absorb They just they, They figure out Anybody can walk into any situation. You take a lay of the land, you check out the landscape and you could already use common sense to figure out what's going on in here. And if it's not a passion in your heart to do this, then, and it's just a paycheck, you get the deer in the headlight look and then fine. If you want it to just be a paycheck, then guess what? This is going to be a very short lived relationship. Move on and go to another occupation or another trade or another fucking planet.
0: And I think in their defense as well, like a lot of times, again, I've experienced it. A lot of times it's not even them wanting just to come collect a paycheck a lot of times they have good intentions they want to learn but you can just see you put a nail- nailer in their hand or you let them run the saw for the first time just by the way they're standing and they're looking at the fucking thing you know this is not for them <laughs> like from that yeah. instant like there's yeah. just that something i don't know what it is you can just see in their eyes this is not for you i agree
2: yeah. i usually can tell right away just by someone coming to work on time early five or ten minutes early and starting the day and putting in a good hard eight hours and not trying to work 10 or 14 or 16 hours I think that's, that's when you have a really productive good person that you know comes to work works hard for a good eight hours and then leaves that's hard to find
0: even that like I've had guys come work hard for eight hours still didn't learn a fucking thing were they productive in eight hours depends on you how you quantify productive right for me productive is is learning I want to be able to not necessarily, like you said, teach, but if you're absorbing it and I could walk away in a couple of weeks and you could do some of what I've, I've done in front of you, then we're getting somewhere. But
1: I, I had someone tell me one time we're going, listen, all of us have an opportunity to be on this job site for eight to 10 hours of the day. Instead of having an attitude or a chip on your shoulder, or you want to listen to music and not pay attention, why not just try to learn something in that eight, 10, nine hour window and you never know, you might find something that you actually love. But if you don't open up your mind to the possibility of learning something on that 8, 9, 10 hour window, you're missing out, man. So I think that goes back to
0: what I said about having the it factor, I guess yes. you want to call it. Nobody ever had to tell me that. Nobody ever had to tell me to focus, pay attention, or watch how I do it. Like it I just, working for the other carpenter, I, I saw stuff that he was doing while I was working on my own. Figured out some of his little tricks, you know, tweaked it to my own, you know. And before he knew it, I was doing some of the shit that he was responsible for. And he was like, what the fuck am I, you know, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you're learning. Yeah. You're, you're, I started
0: you're, off nailing baseboards. Yeah. Like that's the, the shittiest job you get when you start off on a, a production crew. Yeah. A couple months later, I'm installing the doors for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and he didn't tell me. He didn't want to teach me. I asked him. I said, show me that that thing you just did. I went to him. You know, nobody ever had to pull it out of me.
1: So, is this going to be it for you? You're going to like do next 20 years trim carpentry? You don't know. You you might take another step somewhere else. But I you're happy right now the way it's all running. I thought about becoming a dentist at one point. A dentist. Smart huh? move. To convert a lot of those mold <laughs> no. <DeWalt> tools. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think um, I'm easy. If it keeps going well, I, you know. Yeah, you're happy. It makes I'm you happy. Yeah, it pays the bills.
2: Not at the end of the day. Yeah, Um, You know what? Uh, Being an outsider looking in, you're very efficient at what you do. You're serious. You like to spend time with your family. You're a lot like Manny. Start early in the morning. Put a good day in. Get it done. Go home. Enjoy life. I mean, you're efficient. I haven't seen anyone in a long time work as fast as you do and get so much done. The quality has got to be there. Mostly because it's MDF. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do you like
1: routering your own doors pre hung? You got a jig? I make a jig. You make a jig. Every time. I bought Not the Porter time. Cable jig and I, I actually like it. like it. Yeah. I had to spend some time figuring it out on the phone with the rep, <laughs> uh you know, FaceTime and me to explain to put it together. Yeah. But once he explained it, I know how to do it. Was right. that the three hinge or two hinge? Four. Four. You four. can do up to yeah. eight foot doors on a four hinge. And different size hinges? So, it has everything. It's better than the Freud one, I think. Or, which, what's I, the other one? I the, got
2: the Bostage. The black one. I got the Bostage. Freud makes one
1: too.
0: Yeah. The, and then Lee Valley has another one.
1: Yeah. The, this one, this is the port of cable one. It's actually yeah, yeah. pretty good. 400 bucks or something yeah. like that. But I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. So now, do you, you've worked with man made jigs, I guess, in the past, or your own? I didn't do, I, funny enough, is before then I was using the smaller version of the port of cable. You know, the plastic one, the black one? You just individual. Individual. One? individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was hating that because if you're off by a 16th or yeah. something, then. Smashing hinges. Yeah, and I didn't want to do that. So then I got the full setup, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was
0: going to ask if is it, is it faster to, even with all the setup time for every door, to do that? Because there, there's only one setup for each True. job, right? True. So once you've done it, it's, it's ready to go. Once you set it up and yeah. you go,
1: and you just, I, I did like it. I did yeah. like it. And I, I wasn't using a router trimmer. I was actually using a full. Full router. A half inch router, right? Yeah. And I was liking it more. So I was a fan of it. I did like it. I'm going to ask you a stupid question. No stupid question. Just stupid Never a stupid question. What's fire code for
2: underneath doors for space? Five-eighths. Beautiful. A lot of people don't know that.
1: I walk into places and... It's it's not an inch and a half? (laughs) <laughs> I've seen that, man. I'm like, hey, bro. There's gonna be no backdraft there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one where you see the dog paws going right underneath it, man. You can get yeah. clear it. I mean, if your dog paw can go underneath your door, the door is too high. <laughs> Have you ever
0: seen those doors? I, I don't know what builder it is. If there's more than one, but their their trim guys installed the the, the door stop like three inches off the ground. Have you ever seen that shit? No. I've I've seen it. Why so high? I don't fucking know. And they, they cut it to a 45, and there's like three inches of jam left. What? I've seen it in multiple houses, so it, was not, it wasn't an accident. It's on yeah, purpose. Probably. So it's, they probably cut a bunch of them, and they don't have to measure it's the, the actual height. weirdest thing I've ever heard. I've never it's heard of that. horrible looking, but it's a
1: thing anyway. There's some funny things, man. There are sorts of, You yeah. know what? Here's a question, because I haven't seen this in a long time. Does anybody use a quarter round anymore? Ooh. I don't think people use quarter rounds. No, sitting. just when we're tying in. And what's even worse is when I see a quarter round in these older subdivision homes that has the 45 cut on the back. To the casing? <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they cut it on a 45. And there's tip. a hole there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All your work always paint grade? got like stain 99.9% no? of the time yeah I yeah, haven't gone
1: into walnut and done I I've been dying to do a library one day I was just going to say fucking library would be amazing <sighs> yeah. I would love to do a library I was it, so yeah. close to convincing what, a client to do is it What is it is it are people cheap they don't want it spe- fucking ridiculously expensive yeah. It's sheets of walnut veneer yeah. and it's walnut crown and it's walnut trim Yeah It's like but walnut it's beautiful after <laughs> It's veneer. expensive man yeah it's i've gone into brenlow's and centrals and i've actually just like sat in the middle of the walnut and the mahogany yeah. aisles and just yeah. yeah and that also that also really shows
2: shows a, a real tradesman too like oh for sure to to use real wood for stain and have no openings of you're any not gonna come. hide behind DAP. yeah
0: no you can't that you're has totally to be, right yeah. everybody hides that's with perfect
1: knocking. it has to be perfect right
0: yeah. yeah our model is just you know do your best dap the rest but that's wow no. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no 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 no
1: no no i, I had a
2: business called window of opportunity at one time and <laughs> <laughs> and my motto was the only BS is better service. <laughs> did you come up with that? No, my
1: partner did. <laughs> <laughs> Window opportunity. You got all. Of it? You got everything. I do, but it's time to go. Oh yeah, we haven't <laughs> even talked about pocket doors. Ooh, I fucking hate them. You can't stand them. Nope. Why? Every uh, client wants them. I know. Yeah. And
0: they uh, Yeah. Every. I want them. I think I've just yet to work with a kit that's Crowder. Yeah, I've heard.
1: No, they're good. Yeah. I started with Crowder in the beginning, and I've always used them. I've watched Crowder grow into the entity that they were, that yeah. they are now. They they were starting with basic. I remember walking into Richelieu and Dave Van, and just seeing the small little section of Crowder and rails, like mm. the the four hundreds or whatever. And I was like, okay, I need something for a nice little pocket door kind of setup. I saw the Stanley, the little makeshift yeah. bullshit toy Fisher Price thing. I was like, I'm not using that. Yeah. And then someone introduced me to Crowder, and then I've watched Crowder just. They've got wicked products, in my opinion. They do. So what is it? Is it the track and the wheels? Both. It's, the track is flawless, aluminum track. Yeah. It's the actual wheels. The the bearings on the wheels are amazing. And now they've got all the soft-close stuff, yeah. which is all amazing stuff.
0: My issue, I think, more than the, the hardware, is the the flex in the wall.
1: Well, the problem is that when you're doing pocket doors, and you know this, you have to. You have to use engineered lumber. Yeah. You have to right? You could try to get perfectly straight two by fours, yeah. but they may twist on you and then you'll have a problem, right? Well, it's real wood. It has a yeah, direction. That's right? how it is, right? So, but if you get the engineer, right? LSLs, then will be fine.
2: With the cheaper pocket doors, what I used to do is after I hung the drywall, I'd get a piece of wood and just stretch the middle of the door just slightly. And I'd leave a piece of block wood in there and I'd walk away for a couple of days. And then when I removed it, there was never any binding because I always found that they always wanted to kind of implode into each other. True. That's how I kept it from staying open. Just just slightly enough that only I knew that I stretched it and I kept that memory in that wood.
1: I find so, the
0: jam kind of fixes that too, right? Once you've nailed off the, the yeah. jam there. Right.
1: Once You can actually use the jam, the finished poplar jam, yeah. to adjust that a little bit. And, and another problem I always hated was
2: uh, guys always cut them too short and you can never remove the pocket door. You should be able to remove the pocket door afterwards. It should be able to be fixed or removed. And a lot of times I ever see pocket doors go in, they never are. But the biggest trick to pocket doors, and, and this me being a painter... Is I always tell everybody, when you're doing pocket doors, always paint the top and the bottom of the pocket doors. That way the humidity doesn't get in there and swell up the doors or the wood, right? It was a house in King City. It was like a $10
0: million build. It was probably a year old when we went in there. And we had to break out like $60 square foot tile to get to the door hardware because the whole bathroom was tiled
1: just because it was
0: getting stuck. Is this just recently? No, this was when I first started out. This was... And the pocket doors were getting stuck Pocket doors was getting stuck and there was no way to get it out and what was I don't the know problem what hardware was i
1: don't remember it was what was behind the tile years ago. when you're ripping out the tile what was it just regular um drywall it was drywall yeah i know what the problem is i totally know what the problem was what was it it's the moisture of the shower use going through the tile going into the drywall and the drywall was creating moisture inside that pocket cavity and manipulating the actual Within a year though, you think? Oh fuck. Well, oh, sure. so
2: you're thinking even if we use a cheap product like a Red Guard
1: over top of that drywall, it would have prevented the moisture, prevented still the moisture going through. from penetrating through. Still going through.
2: That's an excellent point, man. And, and I it's think-
1: getting through and it's making it I, I think it that that heat. If I'm not mistaken, I think
0: the track was short and it fell off inside. What the fuck? I think I, fuck it was like 12 years ago I, I wasn't given that part of the information No 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 no, <laughs> no! I, I just I can't remember what, if it was operating or not Or if it was actually fucking lodged in there I can't remember now Next
1: week on the construction life forensics <laughs> We re- revisit that home <laughs> That would be another segment eh We'll just do a show of segments I like that I'm in I love talking No there's nothing else to talk <laughs> Did about Did you do something for I was at Brenlow. I don't
0: remember when you, there were some videos that you guys yeah, fucking. They yeah, still yeah.
1: use them. Did you? They, yeah, yeah. They still been using them. They'll probably be using them for like another ten years. And I look nothing like that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did a bunch of videos for them. four five six videos.
0: There was one that caught my attention. This was again years ago at the old location. I don't know if they're still there or not. I like think they moved. I've been to a new location. Yeah, nearby. They were doing, I think, window stools, and you guys, I think, either biscuited or doweled them Biscuit. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck that guy gives a shit." Wow, And I still remember the day that I'll never cause, forget
1: because I came up with the idea is like, OK, well, hang on a sec. Biscuits are used for this. And I've always hated. Yeah. Window jam step down an eighth of an inch to okay. the actual yeah. window sill for the apron. Yeah. And I know the reason why guys would do that, because then it's going to split apart. So I said, well, hang on a sec. Let me biscuit it, glue the shit out of it, clamp it, sand it. And then build the other three sections of the window yeah. and then install it. And then I actually, I built the whole jam and the casing, Outside. everything, and then popped it in right into place. So I never, it, it would never move. And they never moved. Same thing with my own place recently, actually.
0: I have um, my front door. The space on the right side is a little bit bigger than the space on the left. And I couldn't live with myself if there was a gap on one and not the other where the back bend is right against the wall. So I extended the casing. So rather than cut the profile off, I wanted to try just biscuiting and gluing the the flat part to the casing. Got it. So I actually biscuited it, nailed it, and screwed it with glue as well. Tight as a fuck. Like, but it, it, you can feel it now. Oh, really? It's only been like three weeks.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know
0: why. Yeah, It's not painted yet, but uh, it was an experiment, and I wanted to see what happened. But for some reason...
1: It worked beautifully. I remember yeah. my plumber coming in, and so my plumber's like old school, late 50s. Been in the business for since he was 18 and he walks in and he sees the setup and he's like why the fuck are you guys like putting those muffins or whatever you call them like the biscuits <laughs> I go what the those croissants cookies. <laughs> what the cookies <laughs> he called it like the muffins and I was like man it's not biscotti like what's wrong with you man <laughs> that oatmeal raisin? He goes, that? that's, that's, that's too much. That's overkill. I've yeah, seen yeah. guys in million-dollar homes, three-inch screw, three screw right through, right through the face of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't screw anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Just fill it in with that, you're good. That's it. That's problem. all it is, its going to be a shadow there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
0: want to talk about quickly my process, the efficiency? Yeah. Quickly? If you want to
2: yeah. give it up, but if you don't want to give it up.
0: I'm not really. It's, it's basically, basically I can cut an entire house of crown molding before I put one nail in.
2: Yeah. That's basically what it is. So I I wanted to take a private course with Daniel because I saw him come at my place and he changed the way I looked at crown molding.
1: I've seen guys do this for like rooms. They'll go in, measure everything, cut all the pieces, get them all ready. And then once it's all cut and ready to go, they install. Right. You do the same thing.
0: Same thing, but for the entire
1: house. The whole whole house. house.
0: Wow. The exception is if I have somebody with me who I, who I trust installing it, then I'll do one room, let them go, and then I'll cut the rest.
1: So the beauty of that is because you set up for all the cuts, get them all done, do all your rights or your lefts or whatever, and then you're not up and down, up and down, wasting all that time. Yep.
0: The saw doesn't move. The saw doesn't move. It, it's, I mean, it from that's, left to right. That's, that's brilliant, but, eh? Yeah. That's actually smart.
2: That picture- and I swear everything is perfectly tight and snug. Wow. Like every time we went upstairs to go put a piece in, it was perfect. And he'll screw screws in sometimes and you won't even see it when he finishes dapping. Screws? I've seen you put yeah. screws up
1: a couple of times or nails. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. That's it.
0: It's just, but it's just trusting. But that's you learning
1: how to be efficient. Figuring out a way. You yeah. figuring out where the time is wasted, right? Yep. And the exactly. time is wasted from changing your, your method. Yep. And then yeah. uh, to do one room, why do that? Why not do yeah. the whole house? Yeah, well, cut That's everything. Man. Cut
0: everything straight.
1: Like, I like that. Getting
0: too much into the weeds here, but cut everything straight, basically where I can, and then do all of the corners at yes. the end. Once everything's already cut the length. Yeah. Right? And,
2: but it's harder than That's... it sounds. A well, it's not for everybody. It. You have yeah. to
1: figure out how to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's do it. Okay, so Carlito, thank you very much, Daniel. Thank this you for having This has been an me. interesting talk about wood. And races. And MDF. And, <laughs> and, and Civics And trim guys. <laughs> and paint. <laughs> and plaster. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff that we kept on veering off from. But, and Instagram. <laughs> and bullshit. And, and Honda's. And yeah, Honda's. Yeah, and he hates them. Ah, and no more fucking nails. Oh, liquid nails. Liquid <laughs> oh, no more liquid fucking nails. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you very much Daniel for joining us on the podcast. We've had a lot of fun talking to you. And Carlito, I think it's time to get this out of here. <laughs> A-boom. A-boom. Thanks very much, Daniel. Thanks for having me, guys. Guys, contact him for your next job. Contact him for any secrets or whatever, or work for him. I don't know. You're hiring. You're not hiring. You're not. He's firing. No, he's not taking anybody. He's firing people. If you work for him, don't show up at work tomorrow. It's a four one six, baby. Daniel
2: Bella, yeah, baby. Tio. <laughs>